Melissa Miller from Men's Way by Woman podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm actually talking to, well, um, I think a lot of you know who she is, um, Ruby, uh, Rockin' Ruby. And I'm talking to Ruby Chahal, who is the creative director and the founder of Rockin' Ruby. Is that, you okay, R- Ruby? Yeah, I think yeah. Ruby can know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Men's Way Woman podcast. Welcome. Um, it's good to have you on board. Thank you. Nice to be on board. Nice to meet you. And you as well. Um, so I know um, Ruby has actually sent me a pair of socks. And, and I must admit, <laughs> when I opened the box up, I actually did smile. They did bring me a little bit of happiness, as you say they do. Um, they are made so well, absolutely lovely. Um, I was actually loved the quality. I thought the quality was amazing. And the actual make was amazing as well. Now, I, I would like to know how it all began with you. I know I've read a little bit about it, but I want to know why socks. Why socks? Um, Okay, so obviously I've been in the industry for like over 25 years doing fashion. Um, Okay. It was was always a dream to do that. And that's kind of, I got lucky enough to have a job doing what I love. Um, And then I think really just while we were in lockdown, um, I'd finished a contract with Amazon. And I was kind of like in between thinking what to do now and like all of us where we were at home a lot spending a lot of time with our dogs you know just kind of time to think about and what we really want to do in life you know it's just that real time of kind of pulling back and thinking and um my mum's an amazing knitter and she always has been and I've kind of grown up I've definitely got my creative side from her right and um she would like knit us jumpers all the time and hats and just constantly, even now, like I'm literally just got a delivery today of like some beautiful hats I'm going to do for autumn, inspired again by her, by something she'd made. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do this. Um, So she'd made some like lovely socks and just sent me them in the post. And I was like, do you know what? I really want to do something for myself. And I absolutely love the idea of doing something made in Britain because I mean, I've always worked with in the, with people in the Far East and I absolutely love them, love their nature, love the way they're so kind of just brilliant. You know, they do anything and they're just great to work with. But I just thought it'd be a nice way of being sustainable as well, working close to home, um, working with factories here, supporting local communities and just kind of like, you know, just basically being able to do that. And I think... Um, always love a good pair of socks if I'm out and about I always pick up beautiful socks I just love them like they always make an outfit look amazing so I just thought yeah why not let's just do it I've thought about it for ages and now is my time I've got the time give it a go so that was it really I just kind of started researching um factories in the UK and um and then I give, gave them a call and just start just working with them. And it was brilliant. Was it always, um, was it difficult to start up the business though? During, especially during lockdown as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it was difficult. It was difficult, but um, my partner that I'm working with, yeah. he is really good on the business side of things, and I'm a true creative person. So <laughs> it was brilliant because he really helped me on that side of it. He basically helped me set up the website, you know, all the business side of it. So I didn't really have to think about that side of it. So that was quite lucky because that can always be a challenge when you're doing stuff. I think you know it's yeah. always great having good ideas. It's actually putting them into work. Right. Um, so I think because he was there supporting me and actually helping me build the website and everything else, it just meant that I could actually just concentrate on the product yeah. and just get that right. And it was, you know, definitely it was quite hard because I was like, is this right? Is this not right? You know, yeah. uh, and, now, and then I thought, you know what, I'm going to do what I love. Yeah. And if people love it, that that's an, a bonus, you know what I mean? It'd be amazing. So I just concentrated on doing beautiful designs, things that I would wear, you know, and I also really felt like there was a gap in the market because you get amazing Japanese socks. Yeah. And they're all so beautiful, like design wise. Yeah, and they're they always are. definitely geared more towards menswear. Mm-hmm. And as a, as, a, as a woman, I always thought, you know what, I love like men's, I, I definitely dress a little bit more, not masculine, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of little boxy tops yeah, and things yeah. like that. Very kind of inspired by like, beautiful brands that do nice nicer shapes and things I'm not girly girly absolutely not and I wanted to do socks that actually worked with my outfits as well well. just didn't feel super girly had that kind of you know made in Britain but actually had that beautiful way the way the Japanese make beautiful socks um so yeah that's why I kind of wanted to do it I really wanted to do something for women that was inspired by menswear um yeah, so that's what I started doing. Not obviously now I'm doing some men's socks as well because it naturally just happens, and also because I am a menswear designer, it just I always have that pull towards menswear. But um, yeah, I really wanted to create something for women as well. Did you find it difficult in being in menswear? As a no, woman? no, not at all. Wow, <laughs> it just comes so natural. I think I'm just a natural menswear designer. I think the challenge is the women's wear side for me, yeah. um, because I've never done it, and I just felt like now I felt right. You know, it just feels really lovely to do some women's wear, but then yeah, inspired right. with does. my men, all my menswear influence. Yeah, you're right because it's um, um I I feel like that as well. Where you know um. I feel if I was to do women's wear, it ha- it will have a lot of influence of men's wear. Yeah, I mean, do you find um, did you find it difficult to do men's wear? I didn't find it difficult to do men's wear, but I found it very difficult to cut, go into men's wear in the trade. I found that okay. very difficult. Um, that was a total different story altogether, and being um, as an Asian woman um, trying to get into the trade of men's wear, I found that quite challenging did you find that challenging at all or was it easier for you no I I, you know what I've never even thought about it It was really weird because like I was obviously I'm from Liverpool and Liverpool doesn't really have many Asians to be fair all my friends were English all my school was English and I didn't really ever think about it I never thought oh my god I'm Asian I can't get into this I just did what I wanted to do and um I ended up working in Manchester got a job in a company Manchester and I, I, I don't know it just it was naturally for me it was just this is what I want to do and I knew that once I was at uni I was just like I want to be I want to be a mentor this is I love this 
and I didn't think anything else. I just thought I'm going for it. <laughs> it's really weird how, how things are, you know, because um, I never, being born and brought up in London, I never saw myself in a sense where I wasn't allowed to, you know, go there or do this or anything like that. Um, my parents were very, very, um, very westernised. But at the same time, um, the problem that I was getting is when I was going for job interviews or anything like that, I was always constantly reminded of the okay. colour of my skin, the culture. I was always reminded yeah. of it. So whenever I used to go in, I never thought that, oh, this is an Asian woman going into a menswear brand to get a menswear job. I never thought of it that way. But I was always told, and they would pick on that kind of subject. Now... There are times where you would educate people with your culture, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. But there was a quite offensive things being said to me. At that time, when you're naive, when you come out of university, you don't really think, um, I, I don't understand what you mean by things like this. So I, it's, it's really weird how few of us have gone through it and some of us haven't even, you know, didn't actually go through it as much as the others have. And that's what I'm, yeah. you know, and that's what I, that's what, so it's great that you didn't. I'm, I'm really, you know, it's brilliant that you didn't. But at the same time, some of you us know, did. I'm sure, I, I'm sure I did. Yeah. But I probably just, I probably just was so like <laughs> ignorant towards it in a weird kind of way. I was just like, no, you know, now I'm going to get this job and that's it. <laughs> I never really, the weird thing is the first job I think I ever went for was in yeah. Newcastle. Okay. And it was company because my I, I was a bit like you know new in the industry didn't know anything yeah. I, was just, you know, I just need a job in the fashion industry yeah. and my uh, auntie knew somebody and she sent me off to Newcastle and I walked in it was an Asian company because mm. a lot of the companies then were you know like these mm. big companies were kind of owned by like Asian people and stuff yeah. and this was a, an Asian company and I walked in and this woman interviewed me and all she said to me is so do you not want to get married? Like, as in, you're an Indian girl. Like, and I just went, what? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, oh my God. Uh, I want to get a job. And she was like, oh, but, you know, you're at that age now. Why don't you just get married and settle down? I was oh, like, oh, my God. You're oh, kidding. God. I just remember thinking, I don't even want to work here. You know, like that attitude straight away. Oh, my God. So I guess it was there. It was there. I just guess I was a bit ignorant towards it. I was kind of very much like, yeah, it's not going to bother me. <laughs> wow. I, I never got that, though. I never ever got that. That's so weird. I never got that bit about marriage. Um, but I did get what was um, things like, you know, very offensive words and sentences about the colour of my skin and my culture. Wow. So when I got things like that, it was quite, even though then I didn't realise what they were saying to me. Um, yeah. Because I was so naive because, um Came, you know, when you come out of university, you just don't. Well, you never do. You you never work, should have. You know, you you should never no, ever. No. no one should pick on your culture or the color of your skin, kind of thing. You know, that's just like what. Um, but yeah. at the same time, you know, I was still driven by the passion for it for menswear, and I think that was the most important part that not giving up. Um, I just want to go back onto your brand. 
How do you go about um, getting the colours and getting the designs for the socks? How do you go about that? Um, I literally takes me ages to does do it? that because <laughs> yeah, it does. I think initially it was kind of very much like I was on a lot of dog walks. So a lot of my a lot of things I did were inspired definitely at the beginning, especially by just things I was doing. So I was going on a lot of walks with Rocky in the forest. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, like, I love the colours here in the forest. And I was literally, like, trying to – and also I did I actually speak to kind of a lot of friends and kind of get a lot of advice, you know, at the beginning because I was just – you know, it's just kind of you really want to get it right. And um, and I kind of thought, like, everything you look at is so dark and gloomy. You know, it's like it was the heart of lockdown. Everything was gloomy. And I just wanted to do some nice, beautiful, bold colours that actually work with the kind of clothes that I wear. Um, so I think I was – I mean, I definitely took me ages to come up with the colours, even though you wouldn't believe it. It just did. I was like, no, not this one. Yes, this one. I can be quite indecisive as well, to be fair, but um, – yeah, it, t- it took me a while, but it was just really about bringing some kind of fresh colour to the palette and not just doing the obvious navies and blacks and all that kind of thing. So The um, navy ones are really yeah, lovely. That, really. I do love the navy ones. I was when you asked when you actually sent me <laughs> when you said which which ones to go for, and I'm just like, Oh, I be- I feel like I'm betraying my navy. <laughs> I absolutely love Davy to be fair as well. It is definitely <laughs> one of my favourite colours. <laughs> if you look at my wardrobe a lot, it's, it's navy. all navy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know the feeling. Um even the Indian suits are navy as well. So uh, <laughs> it's like my sister in law can't take it anymore. She's like, Oh, don't tell me. You're wearing a navy suit. It's like, yeah, a navy suit. If it's not going to be a navy Indian suit, it's going to be a navy sari. And she goes, oh, for God's sake, seriously? <laughs> no, I don't go that far. I always think, I always feel like there's one place you can definitely play with colour, and that's Indian suits. Yeah, exactly, you know, especially at Indian weddings as well. You know, um, that's when you can play with colour a lot. With your socks, right, with the men's socks, um, what made you want to do men's socks as well? Um, I think it just naturally was a progression into men's socks because I did the women's and then I was getting a lot of people asking me for the the men's socks and it just felt like the right thing. I don't know, it just felt right to do. Men love socks, don't they? Yeah. I mean, me women was for me doing the women's side of it was something quite new um but I think with men they just love socks don't they and it kind of felt just a, a natural progression like I didn't do it for a while um probably after about a year so I've been doing the company's like so I've been doing this for two years now um and yeah so after about a year I was like mm, maybe I should do some men's socks as well because men love socks they just it just they just naturally work don't they as well yeah. um and so then I started doing men's socks as well and I'd definitely say the women's side is stronger as in I sell what you know and, and they do a lot better for me but it just feels right to do men's as well I mean it's probably a natural thing as well just because I've always done menswear I guess. What sort of menswear do you do? Are you thinking of doing uh, men's clothing as well for the range? You know what it's always been a thing yes because um, I well I'm a bit of a denim geek 
Right. So I absolutely love denim and I've done denim for a long time. So I've worked with a lot of denim factories, you know, and I did like a sustainable range at Amazon as well and also at Burton when I was at Arcadia. Um, so I've always done denim. And when I did start Rock and Ruby, the brand, um, it was always in the back of my head that one day I would love to do other items as well, like of clothing. It just kind of want I wanted to start with socks and then yeah. build it from there really. Um so I, I would like to think I will add to the range as time goes on. Um I'm already like thinking about like beautiful lounge pieces to do with the range. So but yeah, it will I will definitely grow the range. It's just a matter of time, that's all really. So um with the um with with the actual um I know Ruby is like your name on the um brand. Who's Rock? Rocky's my dog. Oh right. <laughs> ah, so that's where the name comes from. Yeah. And what's the what, the name was kind of like one of those things, you know when you're when you're coming up with a new brand. Yeah. It, I it felt like it had to mean something to me. I didn't I kind of like had loads of ideas. Yeah. And then I was thinking, my, my daughter actually said to me, well, you know, you absolutely love Rocky. You hang around with Rocky all day long. Why don't you name the brand after you and Rocky? And I was like, well, yeah, it's a good idea. So it just felt right, you know, and it felt like actually it actually means something as well to me. Like, you know, it's got a, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a feeling behind it instead of just being a name. Right. Now I understand because I've always wanted to know who's Rock. <laughs> and what's the meaning behind it, you know? Because I'm thinking to myself, okay, I, I was reading about it. I'm thinking, yeah, but come on, I got to know a bit more about, you know, rock, rock you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Rocky's my dog. He's a little miniature schnauzer. Right. And he was actually called, my daughter actually named him Rocky because she was so addicted to the film Rocky growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really look like. I mean, he does it doesn't look like, look like a rocky. It's not big like a rocky. <laughs> so she was so addicted to that film. She was like, "I want to call him Rocky." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> with the brand, right at the moment, um, what's the plan for the future with the brand? And where do you think? Where would you like to go with it as well? Well, at the moment, I, you know, like. I'm, I want to really kind of expand on the socks at the moment. So I'd like to grow the brand and just introduce some really nice, more beautiful designs. I think there's so much more I can do on that side of it. Right. Um, and then also this autumn, I'm actually really, I'm actually doing some beanies. So I'm working on them, them at the minute. So I'm going to introduce some beanies in September. Right. So kind of, little accessories so probably a beanie and just a couple of other things I'm working on yeah um and that will be for September and then hopefully by next kind of year I'm going to introduce a lounge lounge range um just just really lovely pieces to go with with what I do just that work really well as well and I just want to do like everything I want to do has got to be like perfect so it always takes me ages to do because I'm such a perfectionist (laughs) um so if it's not right then I won't do it so it's got to be absolutely perfect it's got to be like the nicest fabric it's got to feel right the fit's got to be good 
And then it's only if I know I definitely wear that. And I'm I'm kind of very much like, I've always had this thing about buying beautiful quality pieces and then just making them last forever. Um, And so that's kind of what I want the range to be, like pieces you would buy and then you would literally just love them when you wear them and they're not chuck chuck awayable, you know, they're, they're sustainable for that that sense. For me, sustainability means buying good good pieces that last, and you know you can wash them and wash them and wear them and love them, and then you never get bored of them. Ruby, is that for men as well, or is it just women's that it's going to be? I, I do you know what I'm going to start with women's? Right. Okay. I think, and once I've got the women's totally right, then I will think about menswear. How do you feel about menswear at the moment? What do you think? Uh, your mo- your I, I about you know what? I absolutely love menswear. It comes so natural to me, menswear. I think the women's wear for me is more of a challenge. Right. Because I've never really done it. And women obviously have a, such a different way of thinking. Um, menswear just feels, it's just really natural for me. It really is. But I also do think men have so kind of... Um, I don't know if the younger generation is, but definitely, like, I think men are so loyal to brands, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I think with menswear, I think it's more... um, Actually, with men, um, they tend to shop with, you know, wanting to get really great quality. And um, they're they're quite fussy in a sense as well compared to us women I think um to me I've I've always think they they really go for quality yeah and that's probably why they maybe that's the reason they do shop brands yeah because then they find brands that they know are good quality and that they can trust um and that's yeah that's a really good point yeah it's true it's so true it's so true and I think like and and that and women's wear generally we are, we know, we can be a little bit like more about design, can't we? We're like, oh, that's a great design. We'll get that. It doesn't matter what brand it is. Oh, that's great design. But I mean, for me, you know, it is about doing good quality pieces for women that actually will last and they will love. And then naturally, I'd like to do menswear on the back of that. Right. I think. <laughs> Well, hopefully you will. That's how I see it going. That's how I see it going. But um, yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll look out. It's, in, it's still a difficult process at the moment. <laughs> but how do you think of menswear at the moment uh, with other brands? Well, the the way menswear design wise at the moment. How do you think UK is doing with menswear? I think the menswear is looking really good at the moment. There's so many beautiful brands, and yeah, I, I think you're 100 percent right about quality. Um, like the quality is amazing and I think the designs are really good I think everyone's getting definitely getting a bit more creative with what they do yeah. and they are moving away from all these like navy blacks and they're actually introducing so much colour now which is great um, being a lot more daring than they used to be Yeah, yeah. I think that's so nice to see like it just means that it's not all about you know, and also like the th- I definitely feel there's a smarter casual side of it now. You know, where yeah. it was kind of before it was very either very casual yeah. oh, very or very smart. smart. Yeah. And there's a real merge between the two now. I think between casual and smart and the way you dress it as well. Um, 
which is lovely to see. And it just makes pieces so much more versatile than it than they used to be because you were either a really smart dresser or you were a really casual dresser. And now they've kind of come together in a really nice way. So with menswear, right, at the moment, there's a lot of brands, um, great stuff coming out and everything. Um, but we don't have a platform, in a sense. Like London Fashion Men's is gone. Do you think we should have a platform to show off all the designers? Because the majority of brands and designers are all going outside UK to show collection. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, the thing is, I guess Instagram's really good for that, isn't it? Yeah. At the moment, just showcasing new brands. It's it's just whether you kind of always find them and spot them, but it's a, it's a great kind of way to introduce new brands i mean there's but a lot of people very difficult, i follow right? that doing new things at the moment on instagram but it's also um, difficult right ruby as a new brand you know with the algorithms and everything else the reason why i'm saying this it's just like yourselves and other brands who've coming out with great work but it seems like you know we just don't have a platform to show you know, like how we used to, like London Fashion Week for like men's and all that stuff, and that's all gone. And I hear a lot of brands, you know, go outside UK to show. I was just wondering how you all feel about it. Do you think we should have something like this in UK? You know what, I think we should, but the thing, the problem is um, it's really weird now, isn't it? Because, like you said, a lot of these shows, like Pity Umo mm. and all these shows that you used to have, is that what you mean? Like shows yeah, like that yeah, that you yeah, have. Yeah. You just, they don't, it's true, they don't exist in the UK anymore. Like yeah. there is a few kind of um, shows that come up here, but they're dead, aren't they? <laughs> and nobody even wants to show at them. Nobody goes to them. It's really know, weird, it's really isn't it? Weird. How that's, it, that side of it's just died. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's just, it's quite sad as well at, at the same time. You just think, because when you do I'm not go, quite sure why, no, I don't know why as well. Uh, I would love to know. I wish somebody would tell tell me why. Um, <laughs> you know, then you say, "Ah, oh, now I get it." But <laughs> I don't. I don't actually get it either anymore because it used to be like a big thing. Like I know, you know, obviously I work in the fashion industry yeah. still, you know, and I'm doing Rock and Ruby on the side, just trying to grow the brand. Yeah. Um, but. Like, even at work, nobody wants to go to any UK shows. They're not even ever mentioned. Oh, and there's a couple of friends I know yeah. that have got new brands and they're showing at shows here, and they've said to me they're absolutely dead. Wow. Um, yeah, and I, I just don't understand why being Great Britain, you know, like, such a great place, so yeah. so diverse as well, yeah, exactly. culture and everything, but it's not it's not happening here quite shocking really i don't understand why either it's no. just died off and hopefully do you think it'll come back do you think it will happen one day here who no. knows <laughs> who knows hopefully hopefully it will but i think it needs to be i think if it does it needs to have a real fresh way of looking at it you know it can't be that old way of just doing stands and people walking around i think there has to be a new way something kind of more exciting. Lastly. Uh, I'll leave the youngsters to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a better way of doing it. Even if they just did, like, some really cool catwalks and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Just, like, 
just revive okay. it again. You know, just, just just revive it again. Just bring it back a little bit, and well, you know, yeah. and and also don't put it on the same time as the big ones. Yeah, okay. yeah, but you know, just they need to. They need to do some, some. Somebody needs to do something. But like, I guess it's just money, isn't it? But like, just bringing back some kind of fun way of reviving fashion here, and just like shows here that everybody needs to go to and getting the buzz back up there, finding locations yeah. that are a bit offbeat. I think things so, like that. Hundred percent, because I think there is a massive buzz of, with menswear at the moment with independent brands and you know designers and all that stuff so we do seem to have it it's just somebody needs to bring it all back together kind of thing in a sense have a show and all that but I, yeah but at the moment I do are you see planning it. to do is this what you're planning to do yeah then? that's it well I'm gonna start start it now you know um no I'm not <laughs> just to let everyone know I, it's not gonna happen Hopefully, it's not okay. oh, <laughs> you know, I, thought you, I thought you might come up with a good idea there. Well, there is ideas, but I um I just don't know how to. It's like it's saying, um, let's speak to British Fashion Council. <laughs> just let, let's yeah. knock on their door and yeah. see what they say. Maybe we you know? should maybe we should start this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, hello, British Fashion Council. What's going on here? You know. <laughs> yeah, no, we think we should stop giving them a knock. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So Ruby, who's your favourite menswear designer? Do you have any? Or brands? Uh, I've actually got loads of nice menswear. I, 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 but I actually do love like um, Comme des Garçons. Yeah. And um, obviously like, being brought up with like people like Gautier, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. But then obviously I just, I absolutely, you know, I really love like all the Parisian brands as well. I think they just do such a beautiful job of like men's and women's wear. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of really good British designers too. Um, obviously Oliver Spencer and um, like on the more commercial side of it. Um, yeah. So there's, there's so many brands that I love. Um, I can't hardly think now, but there's so many, yeah, yeah so many. What would you say to someone if they wanted to start up their um, own brand at the moment? I think the thing is, like, the, the biggest thing is obviously it's always, if you were going to start your own brand, like, what I found really useful, obviously research is massively important, just kind of really finding what you want to do and finding where you would fit in in the market. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, I always find it's really good, like, quality is so important. So I think yeah. if you're going to try to do something, do something ultimately that is the best quality you can possibly afford to do. Yeah. And, you know, like really like work on the design of it, every element of it, you know, like from the buttons to every little part of it has to be perfect. And I, I also do think it's quite nice when you are starting a brand like to work quite small when you start like so if you if you decided I don't know to do denim yeah you know like maybe starting with one one fit and actually working with like the nicest fabric you can get I think the because when I when I started doing brand rock and ruby for me it was like just thinking about one product that I knew that I could then make perfect and then grow from there instead of trying to do like absolutely everything yeah. and just getting lost in it all and like because 
I think if you want something to be absolutely beautiful and absolutely perfect, it's nice to start really small and actually just work on, like, if you were starting just with a jacket, for instance, and just make sure that jacket is perfect. And then you could do it in different colours and you can then develop it into different fabrics and so on and then grow it that way. That's how I would do it. I mean, I'm not saying that's the right way, but that's how I, I would do it. Was it difficult to find manufacturers in the UK? It was difficult. I mean, I think I just had to do a lot of research. I don't know. I was quite lucky. I kind of just feel like I, that there's a couple of people I had my eye on and I kind of called them and I was lucky enough to be able to work with them. I think like one of the sock brand sock companies I work with now, the factories, he actually won't take any more people on because since lockdown, I think a lot of people have started to want to work in the UK right. and make British made products. Mm. And he's literally got to the point where he won't even work with anybody else. So I was quite lucky. I found really good factories at the right time. Um, but they can be quite hard like to find like good quality factories I think that's the thing you just do need to do a lot of research and go meet them and feel like you feel comfortable and that's the right thing for you that you want to work with them so and you know it's the same with like now I'm looking at factories that I can work with for the future you know just for um, doing other pieces like uh, I was saying to you about doing some beautiful lounge pieces Yeah. yeah. you know I'm now I'm working through that, so just researching them and looking at them and seeing, is this the right, these are the people I want to work with, will they, you know, understand what I want, you know, will they do the quality that I want and so on. And I think that is the process I'm going through at the moment. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's just getting, getting, you know, finding the right people, that's all. How important is research, though? I mean, I know it's important in design, but also doing your own brand and business why is it very very important I think you know what the thing is is I I I mean when I say research I think it's important just to be aware of what what is going on around you really right okay um I don't really like I always really try hard not to look at anybody else and think oh I want to do a version of that or I don't want a version of that I kind of just think like I want to do what I want to do and actually just try to be true and do something new and feel feel what's right for me. But I do think it's quite important just maybe it's from the fashion industry because I've always worked in that industry as well. Yeah. And that's kind of what you do. Just being aware of what's going on around you, I think. And yeah, and just I think that's why I've always worked in that way. And how important is it to do your own brand than work for someone else? Um, (laughs) I think you know what it is I think um, with doing your own brand it just gives you some freedom I think you have all these ideas that you want to do and when you're in a working environment obviously you're working for a lot of times if you're working for the high street for instance which is mainly what I have done to be fair you know you you have you have kind of boundaries don't you that you can work with and I think it's just a really good way of expressing yourself. You know, you get to a certain point where you just want to be, do what you want to do and you want to really express what you love. And it's, you, you're bursting at the seams with it. You know, you kind of just need to get it out and you need to you need to do it. And I think maybe, maybe not for everyone, but that's how I felt. You know, I, I, I just needed to do it. Did you ever come 
would I mean it was there any time in when you were doing the brand that you felt like you've given you know you just like oh my god this is so hard I just want to give this up now I can't deal with it or has yeah your... every day oh was it <laughs> <laughs> I, no not every day but you know like I think when you are doing a brand it is you they, you know when people say it's really hard work yeah, doing your yeah, own brand yeah you think no how hard can it be how hard can it be yeah. actually it is it's a lot of dedication and it's a lot of hard work and you never switch off. I think that's the main thing. Like I never, I, when I first started, I just didn't switch off half the time. I didn't sleep. You know, I was, I had a notebook by the side of my bed. If if I, you know, if I couldn't sleep, I'd wake up and I'd be like writing ideas that you were literally pretty much all in your head working 24 seven, you just don't switch off. And I think that can be quite exhausting after a while. So you do have to find some kind, but I think, you know, when you're initially starting it, that's how it is. Um, and when you hear like great entrepreneurs saying, oh yeah, you need, it's a, it's, it's, you, you, you work all the time. You think, no, how can you be working all the time? But you kind of just do. And you, but the thing is you love it. It gives you this, amazing drive you know you just feel so happy inside and so passionate and even though you are working 24 7 you don't feel like you're working 24 7 because you're doing something you love and you you feel passionate about um you might not be making any money but you do feel great (laughs) he's got that But, you know, the passion always drives everything else, you know, and you will be making making it money-wise. And I think the passion of um, the, the first thing comes is the passion for it. And there's always going to be up and down, right? There's always going to be up and down and to the point where you feel like, oh, why, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Like I can have days where I think, oh, why am I doing this? You know, it's such hard work. I'm so stressed. And then all of a sudden I'll get like a message from an amazing shop going, I'd love, I absolutely love what you do. It's amazing. Please yeah, can exactly. we put an order in? I'm like, and all of a sudden you just feel like, yes, this is why I'm doing it because you love my stuff. You know, exactly. all of a sudden, like it just makes you feel so happy. And I found that happens quite a lot you know like you kind of have those days where you just think oh why am I doing this you know and then all of a sudden you'll get this amazing message from somebody and you'll just think yes that's why I'm doing it because and I'm doing you know it's it's right it's right you know I'm doing the right thing um and I think things like that just really spur you on and keep you going like um you know they definitely do because that's because you know you do it you are doing it for yourself but you're also doing it to please other people aren't you you are doing it so if if people aren't finding if 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 nobody's loving what you're doing what's the point of doing it so as soon as you hear things like that it just all of all of a sudden everything all that hard work everything you're doing is just all worth it and on that note um ruby i just like to say thank you so <laughs> much because you've said the magic word um and the sentences um passionate and you know and that's the worth, or that's the reason why you're doing it because you love it at the end of the day and you're passionate about absolutely. it and makes you alive, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I think if you don't have passion for what you're doing, yep. then it's not doing. And you know, that's what keeps you going every day just the, the belief, the passion, the fact that you absolutely love what you do. There you go. 
And thank you once again, Ruby, for coming on to Men's Red by Woman podcast. It's been an absolute lovely and amazing and honour to have you on board. It's And I love the socks. <laughs> love them. And they brought me a thank massive you, smile. I can't wait to see a picture of you with them on then. <laughs> yeah, oh, you will. You will definitely see that very soon. Thanks, Ruby. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Lovely speaking to you.